Welcome to Sasquatch Ate My Baby. I'm Kate. That's Dave. Hi, friends. And the soup of the day. Oh, shit. What was it? Cream cream of... Cream of mango Cream soup. of mango soup. <laughs> I just had it. Anyway. We're not out of practice at all. And today we have a very special guest who may or may not prove that my taste in men is only sort of trash. Kyle. I'll take it. I'm not sure I understood that sentence. I don't think she understood that sentence. <laughs> But Kyle's here. Kyle's he was here. promised to be on. I think that a sentence showed more my taste of women. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. Perhaps. <laughs> How long have you guys been together? Year and a bit. So you were <clears throat> supposed to be on a year and a bit ago. Uh, was I supposed to be on? That was our plan. Well, there was an episode that was pretty Kyle heavy. It was. Yeah. It was you were supposed Kyle. to come defend yourself for some. Yeah. Stuff. It was mostly one thing. So it's taken you a year and some to defend yourself. Yeah, I guess so. What's eh? your excuse? What was the Same reason as the first day. to defend himself? I don't even remember. Our first date. And? Oh, he I, slept. I did. <laughs> he fell asleep. Yeah. So that was actually my first introduction into your podcast. Uh, uh, was hearing my name be slandered pretty heavily. Uh, yeah pretty heavily i guess um like they were all pretty valid points though i think you had a guest on and he had a pretty good theory about me oh, being a drug Jordan. addict yeah <laughs> and even i was like maybe i don't really remember that i felt i think i reason. fell asleep but why <laughs> heroin yeah it's a hell of a drug well That's were you it. on heroin couldn't tell you. I'm guessing no. So there we go. Yeah. I think that's an admission of heroin. No, I think, well, it was because I fell asleep. It was my heroin yeah, addiction, yeah, no, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, was on heroin, but that's yeah. not why I fell asleep. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, it was because I fell asleep, and I think now that Kate's lived with me for this long, she can really understand that that was sincerely the case. <laughs> that you just fell asleep? Absolutely. Got it. Yes. Yeah. Where were you guys going to meet? The Lanceville Pub. Right. We have since been there. Twice. And I have showed up every time since, I'd like to add. Both times we also went with his mom, though, so he had to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think yeah. I haven't stood her up before? Then? <laughs> um, yeah. So there you go. I don't Thanks remember. for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> this is your house. This is my. This feels like my big break right here. This is it. It is. This is, this is me peeking. You're gonna get right. discovered. This yeah. is the make or break you. So you this don't fuck it. it up. No. I gotta thank you. Like this is good boyfriend award. You're here during the second period of the Canucks. Yeah. So Ooh. my phone is close by. <laughs> <laughs> we might lose Kyle in the middle of the show. <laughs> or game or just periodically. Are. Uh, this is game two of round two. Ooh. They're playing Las Vegas. And did they win or lose the first one? They lost very handedly. <laughs> um, so I wasn't expecting much, but they're winning 2 nothing at this moment. Spoiler alert. If Fantastic. anyone is waiting multiple <laughs> days to watch this game. It'll be, this is a two weeks out episode. Mm. So. <laughs> Maybe someone's like heavily quarantining though. Yeah. Heavily quarantining. <laughs> yeah. They canceled their cable yeah, and just, they only yeah. listen to this exactly. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, during like main quarantine, it got to the point where I wasn't opposed to like canceling cable for a minute. There was just. Like, oh, because there was nothing on? Well, not not that. Just like all the negative news mm-hmm. all the time. It was a bummer. Mm-hmm. I was bummed out enough being at home. Yeah. 
I hear that. My quarantine started before the quarantine, though. Yeah. Just living with children. <laughs> yeah, newborns. So how has quarantine changed your life? Not at all. <laughs> Actually, it made my life better because work was way better because there was less people and less traffic. True. Yeah. So go COVID. <laughs> go COVID. Yeah. Has, have the people increased on the bus? Since the beginning? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Do people wear masks? It's mandatory as of yesterday, but mm. no. But the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them do. But apparently after a week of the mandatory, of us letting them know it's mandatory, they, if they don't wear a mask, they don't ride. And if they get on the bus without a mask, we call the police. They get a $150 fine. Nobody's, yeah. nobody, nobody's going to do that. Are you sure? Maybe if somebody's annoyed with a customer, but like nobody's going to waste their time. Like, okay, I don't we're think call you the understand police. the level of petty that I am. <laughs> but you also want to get your route done. If anyone gave me that kind of power. <laughs> well, I'd yeah. be more afraid that you were driving a bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> than the power you had. That's the power that scares me. I'm pretty sure I've seen you cry driving in a parking lot, so a bus might be too much. Why did I cry driving in a parking know. lot? You, you just, probably cry you in our got driveway. stressed out driving in parking lots. <laughs> I do hate parking lots. This was 12 years ago. But. <laughs> Good thing you have to go to one every day, and probably the busiest one in Nanaimo. <laughs> yeah. um, so one time, our friend Jordan, who was ripping on you and decided you're a heroin addict, was driving. <laughs> we were driving in his car, and me and our friend Jess were in the back seat. And all of a sudden, no, it was Dave, Dave was driving. All of a sudden, Jordan screams, Dave, watch out for that cat! I was driving Jordan's car or my own Your car? car. Okay. And then we go, boom, boom. And was it actually a cat? No, but we screamed because Jordan just timed it out perfectly going over yeah. a speed bump. Wow. I have no memory of that. Really? But it sounds great. It, is, it was a pretty traumatizing part of my childhood. So I legitimately hit a dog once. Oh, that's a bummer. Why did it you was. tell me that? He didn't die. It's totally like, <laughs> yeah, it was, no, we were like, it was dark. It was like six o'clock at night, but it was winter. And I was driving some buddies and I saw a dude cross the street. And then, so I slowed down and then I proceeded to drive because he had crossed and I, and I was still doing probably like 30. And then all of a sudden a dog runs in front of me and I nail it because oh, it ran. Poor puppy. Yeah, it was like just like a beautiful golden retriever. Like just the last dog you'd want to hit. Like I don't want to hit any dog, but if there was one that I'd want to hit last. Basically it, what I'm hearing this, from the story is, I know you want to sleep next to me tonight, hon, but one time I almost murdered a dog. Yeah, well murder. It's not murder. Yeah. It's manslaughter, yeah. if anything. I mean, I sped up a bit. No, I'm kidding. No, I didn't. But uh, he, so I, I wasn't sure if it was like stuck underneath my vehicle. So I just like stopped. Right. And I was like, I hope to God it's not. And like, so then the dude comes back and is like, just like waving at me to not move. I'm like, okay. So then I see the dog limping from behind my vehicle, like with his paw in the air. And I got out. That's not so bad. It wasn't. And like, so like three of the four legs, like he's batting 75%. He's doing okay. And so I said to the guy, I'm like, I'm so sorry. He's like, no, he's like, that one's on me. He's like, I know that he does that. He's like, I should have had him on a leash. I was like, well, I don't know. Like fair enough for owning up to it, but like yeah, that's, that's a, a shitty thing to like have like to roll that dice and hope that somebody just doesn't hit your dog. Like that sucks. He's like, I'll take him to the vet tomorrow. I'm like, do you tomorrow. want? Well, it was like I don't know. It was late. It was like six o'clock. I don't know. I guess it wasn't an emergency to him. He so, wasn't too concerned. He wasn't too concerned about his dog getting across the road safely. So obviously, he... but here's the bright side. 
The only thing cuter than a golden retriever is a three-legged golden retriever. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> He's like, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That dog's life got way better. Anyways, I offered the guy my phone number and everything. He didn't want it. He was like, no. He just mm-hmm. accepted it was his fault. Oh. Okay. That's interesting. Saves you a vet bill. I can't believe he was going to wait the next morning. One time I came ho- when I was living in Cumberland, mm-hmm. I came home and Holt was like refusing to even like stand up. And when he did stand up, he wouldn't put weight on one of the legs and would just like flop over. That's just like Wednesday for him. I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I ended up spending $300 on an emergency vet bill at like 11 o'clock at night to find out he was faking it. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was actually pretty curious as to where that story was going. And it Could went exactly you? where I thought it was going to go. Holt's a cunt. He is. <laughs> Uh, speaking of driving, you got a new car. I just saw it when I walked in. Boom, boom. Tell me about your car. It's silver. <laughs> Do you even know what it is? Yes. It's a Honda Civic. I'm surprised <laughs> you remembered it was silver. So, <laughs> When did you get it? Uh, August 1st. When did we record last? Probably the end of July. Really? It's been that long? Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, how do you like it? It's good. It's clean. You don't seem enthused. I, I, I like how clean you just is, shy on your own podcast. Clean yeah. is an attribute for a new car, <laughs> as if her old car didn't have the ability to be clean. It didn't. No, no, definitely uh, not. No, it's got a backup camera. Um, it has like autonomous braking, so I get a discount on ICBC. Um, it's got a radio that works. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus. Bonus. Uh, yeah, it's got all the bells and whistles, heated seats. Ooh, oh. moonroof cool seats. No, moonroof. Moonroof. What's the difference between a moonroof and a sunroof? You can't see the sun out of this one. You're not allowed <laughs> to use the moonroof during the day. <laughs> okay. It just locks up until, <laughs> until depending on the time of year. Yeah, <laughs> sounds accurate. I feel like that just happened overnight. Like the moonroof, sunroof thing. You don't really hear sunroof a lot anymore. It's always moonroof now. I hear sunroof when you're talking about the one in a house. That's a skylight. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Probably me, actually. I think I call it a, I call I it a sunroof. I would have called it a sunroof yeah. for sure. I just walked by the sunroof in the bathroom. Yeah. I definitely would have called it a sunroof until you, you just anything. said it. Yeah. <laughs> well played. All right. Well, f- fine. Fuck you. All right, Kyle. So we have to ask you the question that we ask all of our Wait, guests. Wait, I want to tell a story. Oh, okay. Come on. I was <laughs> so excited that. today. I was so excited that I was nervous that it wasn't going to happen. Like, I knew it wasn't, it was impossible for it not to happen, but I was so excited, I was afraid it, something was going to get in my way, and I took my kids swimming, and it was so exciting. What? They were so fucking cute. Lauren got too cold, though. Did you get pictures? Yes. Thank God. No, they went <laughs> swimming for the first, was it first time? Yep. For the yeah. first time. Did you time. take them to the river? Well, I guess the pool. No, Long closed. Lake. Long Lake. Oh. That's adorable. And they went in a swing for the first time did, today. Okay. Did they have those little neck floaties? No. <laughs> those look weird. I don't like it. Second, I have a baby. It's just going to live in one of those. I just carried them in. at home. <laughs> <laughs> I just fill up the bathtub. Look, he floats. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. It was adorable. And I was so scared that it wasn't going to happen. And I have no idea why. Your I think kid- it's just because I was too excited. Your kids aren't on social media yet, are they? No. Okay, so they won't be on our 
<laughs> Sandy. No. no. But speaking of social media, if you want to follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Sasquatch Ate My Baby or on Twitter at Sass Ate My Baby. And if you really want to send us an email that we do not check, you can email us at Sasquatch Ate My Baby at gmail.com. You can find me at Catalina Holt and Dave at Dave White 1990. You can find Maybe. Kyle on nothing because he lives under a rock. Smart. Was that organic? That whole thing? That was insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now you can ask a question. So, Kyle. Have you ever experienced a ghost, a Sasquatch, a UFO, or any of your favorite cryptids? Um, yeah, yeah, kind of. I, I wish it was UFO. I'm a big UFO guy. Um, I'm hoping for cryptid. What is that? Like Sasquatch or like Chupacabra. Jersey Devil. I wish. Damn. Um, I mean, I guess like this isn't even technically ghost, but it's pretty freaky. Um, Supernatural Yeah I was like I want to say like 17, 18 And I was at my friend's house And I was driving by the hospital And uh, It was back like before They did all the work at the hospital So like it was very forested there And I was driving down the road And this lady who was the Like her skin was as white as her like Hospital gown Ran out from the trees And ran right in front of my vehicle and I, I, it's, it looked like she was screaming, but I couldn't hear her. And she like had her hands out, waving me to stop. And then I freaked out, so I stopped. And then you saw that you'd hit another golden retriever. Exactly. <laughs> it turns out, yeah. So she, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I heard a thump, and her husband's like, "It's okay. She does this all the time. That's my fault. I should have had her beside me." No, it was. <laughs> so my friend in the vehicle reached over because the lady started making a beeline for my door and i didn't like i was just too shocked to comprehend what was happening by friend he's being polite it was his girlfriend at the time well yeah well okay. whatever. <laughs> I, was, I was 17 yeah whatever it was yeah okay so it was my girlfriend changes the story was she hot huh was she hot yeah the lady or my girlfriend <laughs> both yeah yes both um <laughs> but so my girlfriend, I guess, reaches over me and locks the door because I was just in shock. And the lady just starts reefing on my door handle to try and get in my vehicle. And my girlfriend was like, drive, drive, drive. And I, I couldn't like put two and two together. So my girlfriend literally took my leg and like threw it on the gas pedal to drive <laughs> away. And the lady like was like reaching for my back door, which I think was open as I was driving away. And I kind of like, I just sped past her and she kind of like stepped back and, uh, that was it. Like I looked back and she was like kind of chasing after my vehicle. Not really, but I never heard, like I thought I'd like see something on the news. Like it was like a pretty popular street. Like, mm-hmm. and so it was by the hospital. Yeah. So I think she was like psych ward or something like that. And like just kind of took off. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That was like the scariest thing. It's not ghost, but like but it, it felt ghosty story. at the time. Yeah. It could be, it could have been a near miss murder. Cause we also cover murder. Yeah, that's true. Like today. <laughs> See, I thought that too, but like the gown and stuff, unless she was like someone like all, I don't know. I got back to my place and my dad was like, what if she like legitimately needed help? And I was like, that's fine. But like. She should have said that. Yeah. Don't yeah. reach for my door handle. And like priority one was like, get me. And, and if she's screaming on a popular street. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. It looked like she was screaming it, but that was the other creepy thing. When someone looks like they're screaming, but you can't hear it, it's a hell of a lot more terrifying than if you can hear it. I didn't yeah, know that until for that day. For sure. Yeah. 
You go I'm to going to say she was an alien. <laughs> Maybe. Just to make yeah. your day. Yeah, please. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to say you go to the hospital. You talk to the site where people and they're like, well, there hasn't been a crazy lady around yeah. here in 35 years. Yeah. There hasn't been a crazy lady in the psych <laughs> yeah, ward in exactly, 35 yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, that would be ideal. I mean, I didn't follow it up any, but I'm sure I could have got some answers. <laughs> or at least gave someone some information for some crazy lady knocking on their door. But, but you were 17. Who gives a did shit at that point? you have a cell point? phone then? Probably. Mm-hmm. I was heading back to like, my parents lived close to the hospital and I was heading back to their place. So I just kind of got back and just kind of was like, Pfft. fuck yeah. that bitch. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. But that was it. That's all I got. I got nothing else that's really ghosty. Great story, though. Yeah, not too bad. Round of applause. Thanks. Sweet. <laughs> Should we jump into it? You got anything to say? I think I'm good to go. Are you ready to give us some feedback on our stories? Yeah, I'm just going to put my feet up and let you guys do your thing. Yeah. Comments. Do you, you want to go first or second? You rock paper scissors. I guess so. That looks like what you were doing. <laughs> no, I wasn't ready. <laughs> but I, but I sort of won that one. Yeah, well, Wait, yeah. If you, if you keep shaking your arm for ten seconds, you'll win all of them. <laughs> um, we didn't actually decide who wins goes first or second. Well, they choose. I don't care. Well, then choose. Kyle, you choose. I guess I should be speaking into the mic, not over here. Yeah. Kyle, who want, who do you want to go first? Dave. Okay. All right, there you go. There we go. Guest choice. Guest choice. Exactly. It's okay, we saved the best for last. What's the name of yours? Rodney Alcala. What is it? Rodney, Al- Rodney Alcala. All right, that's the one I did as well. <laughs> is it Rodney? actually? No. <laughs> We've had that happen once. So what is this? Like, what are... So, oh, yeah, what is our topic? Yeah, um, I was going to say. It's Good murder. Good point. <laughs> but murder of oh, a Oh, dating game murder. Other? Right. Uh, dating. Well, right. mine's a significant other. Yeah. Which I'm taking partial credit for this topic. Yes. It was your it, complete was. idea. Yeah. Because we weren't I sure how... I thought Courtney mer- chose it. No, he did. No. Because oh. remember? Because you were like, oh, maybe next time you'll come on. And I was like, well, that's kind of related because you guys thought I was kind of murdery at first. Yes. Right. Now I remember. Except you fell asleep. You could have killed her so much sooner. Now you have to Well, she probably could have killed me out. easier. I was asleep. True. <laughs> I'm just waiting still for the right opportunity. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to see how like sound of a sleeper he really is. Right. Yeah, really get a couple <laughs> years into it. It's the long con here. Makes sense. You gotta get on that life insurance policy. <laughs> you better be really good at murder to make it look. Yeah. Yeah. Better hire somebody. <laughs> I'll, I got you. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Catherine Knight, with a K. K, like the knights with a K or the captain with a K? Both. Wow, there we go. <laughs> We're going to call her KK. Okay. Probably not. <laughs> All right. Like KK Slider in Animal Crossing? Is that his name? KK? I don't even KK know. Something. No yeah. idea. She is the first Australian woman to be sentenced to life without parole. Oh. Let's find out why. Okay. I might know this one. It's insane how much of this stuff. That you she do. knows every murder that's ever happened. Yeah. And then she gets surprised when I don't. As it's if a, it's going on. I think it's like a, a female thing. Because like, mm. you always hear about females be, like watching every murder show. Murder, murder, murder. We just want to watch it so we can learn how to not get murdered. Because it's far more likely that we're going to get murdered than you. Unless you watch Snapped. I don't think I've seen that. That's when a woman marries or murders her boyfriend or husband. Mm. Is it fiction or nonfiction? It's nonfiction. Ooh, I love that. Is that Netflix? 
I have no idea. Mm. I've never seen it. I just know what it is. Is that your reference for this? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just Googled wife, murder, husband. And I found this. So, before Catherine was born, her mother, Barbara, was married to Jack Ruffin. They had four children. Uh, Barb cheated on Jack with uh, Ken Knight ending the marriage. That's Catherine's father. Mm. So, there is the start of their relationship. Uh, They moved to Moore, uh, and his sons didn't come with them. Jack had sons. They didn't. They didn't come. No, sorry. He's Ken, like, fuck these kids. Ken, I got my new family. No, wait. Sorry, I'm wrong. Barb's kids didn't come with from her first marriage with Jack. Oh. I'm starting to get confused with names already. It'll be fine in a minute. <laughs> Will it? <laughs> well, we'll stop talking about all those other people soon. This is just the backstory to why Catherine's crazy. Oh, okay. Um, but then when Jack, her first husband, died, two of the sons that were living with him moved in with their mother. Uh, and Ken, this is jumping all over the place. We all know that I'm terrible at research. You guys need to remember that. <laughs> all right. Ken was an alcoholic who openly used violence and intimidation to rape her mother, Barb, up to 10 times a day sometimes. So, you know. So he'd rape his wife 10 times a day? Yes. Yeah. Insane. So that's. Wait, are you one of those guys that doesn't think it's rape if it's your wife? <laughs> Jesus, no. I just didn't know the relationship. No, of course it's not rape. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm not that bold. My first statement on that isn't going to be on a podcast if it was. Um, Barb uh, would share her details with her two daughters because Catherine was a twin. And uh, she said that she hated sex and men. Uh, Catherine once told Barb that one of her boyfriends, sorry, bear with me, that's a blank page. Welcome to our (laughs) ASMR podcast. Uh, She told her her mom that her boyfriend wanted to take part in a sex act that Catherine didn't want to be a part of, and Barb just told her to put up with it and stop complaining. So real supportive mother. Um... Catherine also claimed that she was sexually abused by several family members, but not her dad. So possibly her step or half-brothers? I don't know. There's not a lot of information there. But who knows if it even happened. Um, Catherine went to... A, when Catherine was in high school, she was a loner. All her classmates called her a bully, and she assaulted at least one boy with a weapon and injured a teacher, or was injured by a teacher because they got in a fight. And the teacher was acting in self-defense in this situation. So Catherine was fucking crazy from the get-go. She dropped out at 15 and didn't know how to read or write. But she eventually got her dream job. This is her words. At a slaughterhouse. (laughs) Aiming high there. (laughs) Don't think those are just her words. (laughs) (laughs) She got promoted to deboning. And they gave her her own set of butcher knives. Which then, from that moment until she was imprisoned, she hung above her bed just in case she needed them. Above her bed. Strange. <laughs> um, she met her husband, David Kellett, through her brother, who also worked at the slaughterhouse. Um, they would fight a lot, it seems. I like how that wasn't a red flag for him. You go she back works. to her place. <laughs> There's knives above the bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
He was but also is that, an alcoholic. Is that a Henkel set, or what do you guys got there? <laughs> <laughs> now we don't have to register when we get married. Yeah, reverse set. Uh, David was an alcoholic as well, and he would get into a lot of fights. And Catherine would fight with him like fists. She would fight all the men that he was fighting. And they got married in 74. It was a wonderful wedding. They pulled up on Barb's motorcycle with David on the back, hammered. Take notes, babe. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Barb, Catherine's mom, pulled David aside and told him that he needs to watch his back because he's pretty sure that if he does anything wrong, that Catherine will murder him. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good omen. That's a good mom. (laughs) Knows her daughter. Yeah. Uh, On their wedding night, she tried to strangle him. After she fell asleep after they had sex only three times. I mean, who doesn't like to get strangled when they have sex? I don't think it was So this is her husband she did this to? Yes, on their wedding night. All right. Uh, The marriage was violent, and uh, on one occasion, when she was super pregnant, uh, she burned all of his clothes and shoes and hit him in the head with a frying pan because he got home late from a darts competition. (laughs) I mean, darts goes to like nine max. <laughs> <laughs> he went to the finals, though. It, yeah. It ran long. Yeah. Uh, he ran away, got to the neighbors before he collapsed, and like they had to fix his skull and shit. Uh, in May 1976, he finally left her for another woman. Uh, the next day, Catherine was seen walking with her newborn daughter in a stroller and violently like shaking it in the middle of the street. And uh, she was diagnosed with postpartum depression. I don't think that was the problem. Uh, After she got out of the hospital, her daughter was now two months old. And she left the stroller on a train track with a train coming. And then she went into town, got an axe, and then started threatening people around town with it. And somebody pulled the baby off, luckily. And someone's like, sweet, free baby. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I stroll by. I'm like, well. A few days after that, Catherine slashed a woman's face, made her dri- or demanded that she drive her to where her husband and his new woman were living. But on the way, she stopped at a gas station where the woman escaped. They stopped at a gas station because Catherine wanted to murder the mechanic <laughs> that had fixed her husband's car, caused, like, because it made him able to leave town. Uh, so she took a boy hostage while there, and the police disarmed her with a broom. With a broom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, she was taken to a psychiatric hospital. Obviously. Yeah, probably a good call. <laughs> uh, David heard that she was coming to kill him, and he left his girlfriend and moved in with his mother, which was close to the psych ward, to support Catherine, because he wanted to get her help, even though she wanted to murder him. Uh, when she was released, they moved in together, all three of them. And they had another child. Who? David and Catherine had another child. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The guy guy she was going to murder, they had another child. Um, But in 1984, she left him. And she moved in with John Price. And uh, his daughters loved her. It was all great. It was wonderful. How can you not? Yeah. But in 1998, they got in a fight because she, he refused to marry her. So she got him, in a roundabout way, she got him fired from his job. Been there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so they broke up, but a few months later they got back together, like you do. Um, but he wouldn't let her move in, and the fighting got worse. On in February of 2000, she stabbed him in the chest, but he was fine. I guess so. He kicked her out of the house for stabbing him in the chest. Stabbing him in the chest. I mean, for the amount of damage <laughs> she should be inflicting, like a stab to the chest that's not fatal, and then being disarmed by a broom. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. For the amount of practice she has, I mean, as a butcher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he got he got skilled. a restraining order on him, or he got a restraining order on her, but he was sure that he was gonna she was gonna try and kill him. Uh, he told all his buddies at work and shit, and they're like, you can't go home. She's going to murder you if you go home. And he had to go home because his kids were there, and he was afraid they were going to die. Uh, when he gets home, he found out a note saying that the kids had gone to, for a sleepover with their friends. So he went to the neighbor's house, hung up till like 11 p.m., and then it's like, she's not coming back. So he went to bed. She showed up, watched TV for a few hours, you know, just hung hanging out. And then she went to the room. They had sex. <laughs> then he she drugged him stabbed him 37 times in the chest skinned him <gasps> hung the meat up like you would in a butcher well she's doing what she knows that's just her yeah. training i think so skinned him cooked some of the meat and decapitated him the head was found in a pot boiling with the vegetables there was three plates one of them was thrown on the lawn in the backyard, all the meat and all the food. Oh, sorry, let me tell you what was in the meal on the plates. It was uh, human flesh, baked potatoes, pumpkin, beetroot, zucchini, cabbage, yellow squash, and gravy. And the other two plates had his daughter's names labeled on them, like that was their meals for she when they got home. Them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, she might go to jail, but at least she's going to get a pretty good employee review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was it. That's it. I didn't care about going into the trial or anything because yeah. end with a bang. That's a fucked up. That was fucked up, and yeah. then it yeah. went like miles further than I thought that ever would. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that awesome? Yeah, that was. I mean, that rest was... in peace, John Price. And you all thought that David was going to die, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a good misdirection there. <laughs> That's crazy. I, like mine's insane and horrific, but I feel like that was more horrific because it was gr- more graphic. Yeah, I like that she made so many different sides. I'm yeah. wondering, my mind <laughs> meant, imedi- meant well went immediately to when she prepped the rest of the meal. Yeah, like right. do you have yeah, his she spent head the boiling whole day at the farmer's market? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's like picking like the perfect potatoes and stuff, and yeah. like that's not right. <laughs> and then yeah. that's insane oh she also claimed that she had no memory of doing any of that but i mean like at that maybe. point do you kind of believe her though yeah she like, probably blacked out if you're that insane you gotta i mean you deserve to be locked up forever because if you don't have memory of that then you need to be contained at all times yeah. and she was no parole yeah but like i might believe her a bit that she didn't be- like remember a minute of that yeah i could buy that for sure. I fucking hope not. Because I don't even like listen. I didn't like hearing that. <laughs> Imagine remembering it. Like, I've done research on this show that I've had to stop and like take a break from. Yeah. Yeah. I could imagine. The first time was. Was it the couple in England? 
No, that one was way worse, though. But yeah. the one, uh, what the fuck's his name? Was it something to do with kids? He murdered, oh, murdered it was the, the high cannibals. school. No, no, no. Oh. He fucked his mom's skull at some point. Yeah. Um, Ed Gain. Mean? It might have been Ed Gain, but I don't think it was. No? Who's the one that's in Mindhunter? Yeah, that's the guy, but I don't think it's Ed Gain. Not Ed Gain. Uh, I want to say Ed something. Ed Kemper. There you go. Kemper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he ate anybody. He just fucked them. And he kept their corpses sometimes. Yeah. And yes, I never. Was did. there interviews out there with him, like that you can see? He's like he's yeah. like one of the ones that they studied. Right, he mind. loved to yeah. talk. I loved Mindhunter, and yeah. I loved the guy that played him. I just had never seen like I didn't know he was real until recently. Yeah, there, really? there's yeah. videos. I like, have a coloring book with him in it. Of course, you <laughs> yeah. do. There's videos of like uh, mirroring the TV show and his real interviews, oh, and that's okay. like very accurate. Oh hell yeah, I'd be. Mm. I want to see that now. Yeah. I didn't watch season two, though. I haven't seen season one. I just couldn't get into it. You couldn't get into Mindhunter? No, I, like there was like personal stuff, and I was like, oh. It's fantastic. I went head first into season one. Season two, I tried a couple episodes. It wasn't as good, but I it, just had, wasn't. it had Charlie Manson, so that was fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Hey. But yeah. season one was where it's at. Yeah. Crazy. Hi, dog. All right. So I took dating literally. <laughs> Well, they were dating. And (laughs) I'm doing the dating game killer, Rodney Alcala. The dating game killer. That smiles weird. (laughs) For anyone that's listening, you shouldn't be that happy. So, he was born Rodrigo. Why do you have cue cards? Because I didn't feel like writing in a book and this is what was in front of me. All right. So, he was born Rodrigo Jacques Alcala Bucor. In 1943, to a Raul Alcala Bocor and Anna Maria Guitares. Uh, his father moved them to Mexico and in 1951, but then abandoned them. So his mother moved him and his two sisters to Los Angeles in 1954. In 1961, he joined the Army. And, uh, and he, this is where I thought we might have done him before, because I think this happened to someone else that we did. He had a nervous breakdown in the Army and went AWOL. That happened with someone else. I feel like that's not super rare for this type of person. Yeah, there's there's (laughs) a few things that like do come up that are like repeats. So like brain injuries. Yeah, their moms being mean to them. That's like every one of them. Their mom being raped ten times a day apparently. Um, wetting the bed as children is like another repeat thing. Uh Well, you could just do the what's it called? (laughs) Your bed wetter, babe. (laughs) What's it? It's called the something triad. Uh, they don't use the ser- it anymore. Yeah, the serial killer. But it has a name. Yeah. I don't remember what But it's, called. if you're a bedwetter, they don't use this anymore. But if you wet the bed, uh, you're injury. arsonist. Arsonist, yeah. It's and if animals. you hurt animals. Yeah. So you got bedwetter, which means you have trauma. Arson is an easy crime to enter. Mm-hmm. And hurting animals, you're a cruel, cruel fuck. Yeah. What if you just like accidentally run over a dog? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Did you like, laugh? I already had the bedwetting down. Did now you I'm just smile and laugh when you did it? <laughs> no. Well, then you're fine. I don't think so. I am now. Have you ever burnt me. something down? He's really into burning ants. That's yeah. animals. There it is. <laughs> animals and fire. Yeah, yeah, in one. You're fine. I agree. Yeah. You're so fucked. But she did just make that up on the spot, so <laughs> I think I'm a... <laughs> um, so he, he had a nervous breakdown while in the army, um, 
and then went AWOL in 1964 and was picked up hitchhiking to his mom's house. Um, as a result, the military psychologist diagnosed him with antisocial personality disorder. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Um, after he got out of the army, he went to the UCLA School of Fine Arts and studied photography. Um, and he is said to have an IQ between 160 and 170. That's something that comes up as well because Ted Kaczynski. So that's Ted Kaczynski, Kaczynski, yeah. Kaczynski. Kaczynski's John Kaczynski. <laughs> it's his dad, I think. <laughs> uh, also has like an insanely mm. high IQ. The Unabomber. Yeah. Mm. Just looks at the camera. He's like, mm. <laughs> Gym face. After a <laughs> university blows up. Uh, So flash forward to 1968 in Hollywood. He was witnessed luring an eight-year-old Tally Shapiro into his apartment. He uh, he originally offered her a ride to school saying that he knew her parents. Um, But someone saw this and called the police. So the police came and knocked on his door and he originally answered the door and was like, hey, oh yeah, just give me like one second. And um, went and they ended up kicking his door down and they found Talia raped and bludgeoned but still alive and he had just disappeared out like a back window i just like to say like it sucks that he got away that they let him do that but it's there's a lot of cases where like the murderer is like oh yeah just one second and the cops are fine with it <laughs> they're like yeah sure like just go fresh take your time powder yeah. room. <laughs> that's just that what did you say 60s though 60s, yeah. yeah they didn't care then <laughs> but do you remember like jeffrey dahmer one of his victims escaped and had a hole in his head that yeah. he poured acid into. He ran to a cop, and then Jeffrey Dahmer caught up to him. He's like, oh, he's just my lover, and he's drunk. It's fine. And they're like, okay, go back inside. <laughs> Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Idiots. he fled to New York um, and got put on like an America's Most Wanted list. Posters got put out around the country. And he went under the alias John Berger uh, with an E, and... Then went to uh, a film school there, which was like New York something film school, and studied under Roman Polanski. (laughs) Uh, And then in 71, he changed his alias again, still John Berger, but this time with a U, and he got a job at... That'll throw him off the trail. (laughs) Can't sell. Not the same guy. (laughs) Can't do it. Um. He got a job at a New Hampshire art camp for children, um, but two children like went out one day and saw his most wanted picture and ended up turning him in. So he got caught. Even with the name difference? Yeah, because it's, it's still his face. I know. Face. I was joking. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I, think so. I was like, yeah. Um, do you have COVID? What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know why. It like, <laughs> asked me all of a sudden. Uh, so he received one year to life for Talia's uh, encounter. Specifically, he pled guilty to child uh, molestation, and that's what he got charged with because Talia's family actually fled the country after that, and so there was no witness to stand against him for the actual like raping and bludgeoning. Did you just say one year to I life? Was- Waiting to ask that exact question. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. Is that like, I've never heard that one. No, that sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> it's just what it says. Spin the wheel. Um, but he, so I, I read two different things. One, that he was out in 34 months. And then the other one was that he was actually out in 17 months because of a parole thing for people that were in for an undetermined amount of time. If they were showing signs of rehabilitation, they were just like, eh, have, yeah, have a nice life. I mean, I guess the sentencing was correct then. Those are both one year to life. (laughs) 
Uh, so shortly after that, he attacked another woman. Um, and he was never actually charged with that attack, but he had marijuana on him at the time. So he did end up going back to prison for less than two years for uh, drugs in 1974. So he was possibly in prison longer for having weed than murdering and raping well, a girl? Well, he didn't murder or, her. Sorry, he for raping and, a girl? And, yeah. How fucking stupid An is that? An eight-year-old girl. She was eight, right? Yeah. Okay. Lovely. So let's flash forward to the year 1978. Television is at its finest. There's this fantastic show on ABC television. You can't say that. We've already talked about on this show that the 70s were the worst time for everything. (laughs) It was the worst time for everything. I mean, probably not drugs. (laughs) Probably at their peak. Their weed was probably terrible. Yeah. Their cocaine was probably great. Psychedelics were probably unreal, though. Yeah. I'll give you that. All right. Anyways, I mean, their, sen- their sentencing was a little bit off the charts there too in the seventies. <laughs> a year to life, it's fine. <laughs> it was probably accurate. Probably the most accurate it's ever been. Yeah, they nailed it. They're, they're <laughs> right in there. They're just trying things out at this point. Yeah, and then they like hundred percent success rate. Except for the one dude who got out in ten months. Like, fuck. <laughs> we fucked that one up. They never heard from that guy again. They had him killed. Yeah. It was fine. <laughs> Um, so there's a show called The Dating Game, and the host, I don't know if it's Jim Lang or D- Jim Lange, but I think it's Jim, Jim Lang, um, and he introduces three bachelors, including successful photographer who got a start when his father found him in a dark room at the age of 13, fully developed. Between takes, you might find him skydiving or motorcycling. Please, please welcome Rodney Alcala. <laughs> Yay! With a, with a U? <laughs> <laughs> so, he was bachelor number one. And number two game. and number three under his two aliases. <laughs> <laughs> John Burger. John yeah. On a scale of one year to the rest of our lives, how many years do you see us being together? 17 months. Um, so, the next few cards are just me, like, literally, phrase for phrase, like what they said to each other on the show yeah because i watched like the segments that he's in so this is dude talking to the because it's one girl and then three guys right yeah okay so this is him and the one girl talking yeah okay um and the host talking so then the host announces um a young lady with a wealth of experience once earned a living massaging feet until her um boss suggested she she work her way up she turned or she had school in phoenix arizona and now she's here to educate three bachelors in the art of amour welcome if you will sensational cheryl bradshaw as you see the 70s is garbage yeah but that is like that wordplay she massaged feet but she should start working her way up a little bit It's the 70s. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not on board with them being so bad at everything. (laughs) So far, they're two for two for me. Wordplay and sentencing, (laughs) best decade. Um, So if you don't know the rules of Bachelor Games, she can ask them anything except for their name, age, occupation, and income. She has to pick one of the three guys based off just their answers. So here are the questions and answers. Have you ever raped an eight-year-old girl? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How many used does your name have? <laughs> so she goes, bachelor number one, or sorry, um, the guy says, bachelor number one, would you please say hello to Cheryl, please? And he goes, we're going to have a great time together, Cheryl, in like that tone, like creepy as fuck. Did you watch the video? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so then Cheryl goes, bachelor number one, what's your best time? 
He responds, the best time is at night, nighttime. She goes, why do you say that? Because that's the only time there is. She says, uh, the only time? What's wrong with morning, afternoon? He says, well, they're okay, but nighttime is when it really gets good. Creepy. Yeah. Cheryl then says, bachelor number one, I'm serving you for dinner. What are you called and what do you look like? Is her name Catherine Knight? <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately serving you for dinner. Yeah. He goes, I'm called the banana and I look really good. She goes, could you please be a little more descriptive? He goes, peel me. <laughs> if it was Catherine Knight, she would. Yeah. yeah. She goes, later bachelor number one, later. Hmm. Uh, oh, there's another page there that I skipped over. <laughs> Imagine if this like was actually Catherine Knight and your story's accidentally intertwined. Yeah. That would be the best. <laughs> so she goes, I'm a drama teacher and I'm going to audition each of you for my private class. And then she goes, bachelor number one, you're a dirty old man. <laughs> okay. And then he goes, come on over here. Uh, uh. I think this podcast going forward... Should just be you reenacting old scripts from the dating game. <laughs> all we gotta do is get one other guy, and we could all do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we need a host though too. Yeah, right. yeah. so we need three, two more guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's our side. Po- that could be one of our bonus episodes. Yeah. So then she responds, "Oh, honey, we've got to go out and boogie." She did it in a weird voice. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get that from that. <laughs> so then she, so then she's asked which a bachelor she chooses, and she goes, "Well, I like bananas, so I'll take number one." So then they announce he's a skydiver. So he's, uh, so he's got the nerve. He's also into motorcycling. So he's also, he's also into motorcycling. Also. <laughs> Oh, and he's also a full-time photographer. Thank you, babe. <laughs> Kyle just got up and turned on the lights because it is turning to nighttime <laughs> that I'm reading in the, the dark. The best time. The only time. Say hello to Rodney. Uh, <laughs> Rodney, come out and say hello. So he comes out. He puts his hand around her and leans in for a kiss. So they won tennis lessons from uh, Naomi Massa, who I think is like a really famous tennis, tennis player back yeah. then. I hope so. Um, they won full outfits from Darling's Tennis Shop and a trip to Magic Mountain Amusement Park. <laughs> awesome. That's that is cool. actually pretty cool. <laughs> so, like, the idea is that, like, she picked him, so now they get to go on the date together. But Cheryl, upon interacting with him, chose to decline going on the date, finding him creepy. Smart. Yeah. So she never got to go to Magic Mountain. <laughs> See, and this is why shows like Next were created. Because <laughs> yeah. then you don't have to go through the 30 minutes and then have nothing at the end. Yeah. You just know right away. Yeah, exactly. Next. You're like, next. Yeah. Um, the fellow contestants, like the other two gentlemen, Bachelors number two and three that we never spoke about, uh, described him as a very strange guy with bizarre opinions. They were, they were daytime guys and morning guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Afternoon delight, right? Yeah. Um, so on June 20th, 1979, Robin Samso, a 12-year-old girl and her friend, um, were approached by a man who offered to take their photos. Um, 
so he someone interrupted them and he kind of ran off but then she was headed towards her ballet class like so somewhere between huntington beach and her ballet class she disappears her body was found 12 days later in the los, los angeles foothills friends um is she alive <laughs> yeah <laughs> And they all lived happily ever after. <laughs> I, I, I've got a spoiler alert for you, babe. None of this is going to get good. Okay. So the friend that had seen him was able to give a great description to the sketch artist. And they released a sketch to like all the appropriate people. And his parole officer ended up recognizing him and turning him in. So they got a search warrant for his mom's apartment. Uh, and... In there, they found a receipt for a Seattle storage locker. And in that Seattle storage locker, they found uh, Robin's earrings and they found photographs of like thousands of people, like unidentified people, uh, which we'll come back to. Uh, so he was arrested in July of 1979 and held without bail. He was convicted and sentenced to death for Robin Samso's murder, but it was overturned by the Supreme Court um, because the jury was improperly informed about his previous sex crimes. In 1986, a second trial took place, which resulted in the same verdict. So um, from that, he he's basically in prison until he dies. But Or one year. More one year, but <laughs> too late. <laughs> but what hap- has happened is, as DNA research has gotten better, um, and despite his like objections, they've taken his DA and DNA and sampled it against unsolved cases. Mm. So uh, he mat his, uh, his he matched semen left at two other rape and murder scenes in Los Angeles, as well as um, two other murder cases. And I'm going to tell you about those people. So in 1977, Jill Barcombe um, was found within the vicinity of the Hollywood sign. Her body was rolled up into like a ball in a ravine, and she was originally considered to be one of the Hillside Stranglers victims. Hmm. Um, Her aunt described her as a great and bubbly little girl. Uh, She would have graduated from Juanita High School, but she had a wild side and left for California on her own. She had five sisters and five brothers. Her father passed away in 1996, and her mother passed away sometime around 2011, 2012. Um, They're both buried with Jill now. Jill's death, like I said, it was originally the Hillside Strangler. Um, The other one is 1977 Jordan Wixit. She was a registered nurse. She was 27 and found bludgeoned in her Malibu apartment. She was found bruised, beaten, naked, sexually assaulted, and strangled. Fertile. 1978, Charlotte Lamb. She was a legal secretary, age 31. She was raped and strangled and left naked in a laundry room in her El Seguendo apartment. She had been strangled with a shoelace. How 19- many are there? Yeah. It's such a bummer. This <laughs> is not like the podcast I listen to. <laughs> you just don't listen to this episode. Yeah. 1979, Jill Parento was a computer program key punch operator at the age 21. It was suspected at the time that an intruder had come through her window um, as it had been jimmied open, and she was found naked in her bath and propped up by pillows. So he got, um, he got tried for all those. Mm-hmm. guys as well and has been like proven guilty for them um but the following two and then the following two right after um also in 2003 they approached him for a dental impression 
uh, for two New York murders uh, while he was in prison. If, prison at first, he denied ever going to New York, but when they're like, "Dude, we have you," he was like, "Well, what took you so long?" He's hmm. a dick. Um, so he was identified for those um, murders, and then those victims were in 1971. So wait, they needed his dental impressed. Did he fucking bite them? He bit one of them. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So 1971, um, Cornelia Michelle Crilly or Crilly was 23 years old, was a 23 year old flight attendant for Transworld Airlines. She was raped and murdered in her Upper East Side apartment in Manhattan. Um, this would have been around the time that he was John Berger with a U. Uh, he <laughs> he was indicted for this murder in 2011. Um, but Leon Bornstein, the boyfriend of Cornelia, had been with the police with her when or with them when um her body was found and he didn't feel any gratification that he was even tried for this murder he said he didn't see a point to prosecuting um a killer that was already on death row closure this is what he says all it does is entertain him and he doesn't it doesn't do any favors for us he gets to fly to new york meet with his lawyers sit in a courtroom for days on end and it certainly alleviates his board boredom of sitting in a jail cell all day solid point yeah yeah uh, the 1977 murder of Ellen Jane Hover. She was an aspiring orchestra conductor. Um, and Just also, keeps going. Yeah. Jesus. And an heiress. Uh, she disappeared and her remains were discovered a year later uh, on Rockefeller Estate. She was So her bones were like scattered all around it. She was also 23 at the time. And on her calendar on June 15, she had an appointment with John Berger with an E. Um, she disappeared <laughs> later that day. I'd like to point out that Kate has like 10 cards left here. There, there's not like a lot on them. Is it Is each ones? one a murder though? No. Oh, okay. So I was going to say this guy. those are all the ones that he's been prosecuted for like or like indicted of. Um, this one, 1977, Christine Thornton was age 29. Um, she left Texas with her boyfriend for Montana while she was six months pregnant. They got a, into a fight along the way and her boyfriend just like in her split ways and she disappeared no one ever heard from her again her remains were later found in wyoming on april 6 1982 um her family recognized her in rodney akala's photo collection um mm. and because of that her sister came forward and gave dna to match her um her to match her with like the you know, the bones and stuff. Right. So wait, you said... <laughs> We're pretty scientific here, Yeah, like I think. the mitochondrial DNA. Or something when they went into called. his storage locker, how many pictures did they find? Like hundreds to like a thousand. So he po- he killed a thousand women. During his trials, he was also <laughs> <laughs> diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder and BPD. Um, a homicide expert... Vernon J. Gerberth diagnosed him with malignant narcissism, psychopathy, um, and then like a bunch of different sexual sadism type things that I didn't write them down. Okay. Um, criminal profiler Pat Brown speculated that the three women after he killed might have stemmed from Cheryl's rejection on the dating game, or at least it had been a factor because serial killers like this wouldn't take rejection well. Uh, they think something is wrong with that girl. She played him. She played hard to get. And that was like from a CNN article. Okay, so... The, um, so to the thousands of photographs. So there are a ton of like unidentified people 
in these photographs, like a bunch have never come forward. They are actually all available on a Flickr online um, for people to view and try and... So like if you have a missing daughter. Yeah, if you have a missing like family member from right. this year through this year. You can go You can look. go and look, see if you can like, find them on that and help identify and all that. So he actually... I don't know if it's because like so many people or so many of them are um, un discovered that he right. hasn't been killed yet um but he hasn't been uh, hasn't been um charged for that for that last one was her name cheryl nope that was the girl in the dating game christine thornton because he was too weak to go to trial so in 2016 uh he was 73 and he's still like on death row today uh and he just wasn't in well enough health so he's never actually been prosecuted oh, for poor it. guy yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, that's pretty brutal. And I use Wikipedia, uh, New York Times, uh, Murderpedia, New we Haven Register, your... and the Dating Game. <laughs> Sources. Like, not, I don't know we're not marking you. I don't know what's worse there, like just the brutality of Dave's or just the like longevity of yours. That was <laughs> And the mass. There's only one person who's raped more people. Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And Genghis Khan. Yeah. Brutal. Yep. Hardcore. We need a palate cleanser. All right. We tell f- us a fun story. Kyle, tell Hi, us dog. a fun story. There's no. a dog right here. He's I'm, depressed. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the guest. I'm not, I'm not succumbing to that pressure. So my kids were swimming. <laughs> there we go. And the first time they ever went in a swing... And they were smiling. It was adorable. We should have saved that to the la- for the last thing. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I feel like you can't even talk about that after those. No, we do. Normally. <laughs> yeah. One time we had a bunch of facts about seals, maybe, or otters. Yeah, okay. otters. Oh, yeah, I was going to say facts. it was probably otters. Then. <laughs> oh, it's like you know me. Mm-hmm. Seals are dicks. They rape penguins. Mm-hmm. And we're back. <laughs> Do they bludgeon them too? <laughs> Probably. Well, they murder them after. Let's talk about animal them. murder. All right. There There's an episode. So I knew this guy who ran over a golden retriever. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like I, I honestly, I wouldn't have been able to tell that story if it died. Oh, yeah, for sure. yeah, like I would just bury that deep sure, down yeah. in my soul. You don't bring that <laughs> no. up for the dog dies. We wouldn't be together because you'd still be in therapy, like yeah, trying to get exactly. over it. Yeah, exactly. How's the game going? Uh, it was 3 1 last time I looked for the Canucks. So I assume this, not, I assume the Canucks didn't lose a point somehow. <laughs> you never know. And Do you I, want us to wrap this up so you can finish watching? No, well, we're at 58 we're, minutes, so we're good. There you go. You guys do your thing. I got. I got nowhere to be. I'll go hang out with my wife. Yeah. He loves her. It's true. I see. <laughs> see how he said wife? Yeah. Although we're not married. But <laughs> we're engaged. It yeah. counts. But we Did also you have see two, how he said wife when he wasn't married? We have two children together. So <laughs> it's like, oh, my girlfriend and my two kids. It sounds stupid. Yeah. You can say fiance and two kids. No, I don't like the word fiance. It sounds Why? Because it too. rhymes with Beyonce? Exactly. Kate really likes the word. <laughs> yeah, I do. I've come to find. <laughs> what? Kyle's getting down on one knee right now. <laughs> oh my God, I never expected this. <laughs> yeah, this was all a plan by you two the whole time. <laughs> say yes, yeah. say yes, quick. Yeah. If we tell everyone it happens, we do. Binding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll, be, I'll just be, I'll pull the old Catherine now. Like, I don't remember it happening. Now come on in, Father Lance. We have a priest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is another episode of Sasquatch Ate My Baby. Bye, friends.